Broadcast Network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another after show for Breaking Ground right here on AfterBuzz TV. I'm Kathy Kelly. Joining me, tag team of awesomeness, Brandon Taylor. I am my own tag team of awesomeness. And oh, oh, Mark Donica. Yeah, I'll take that. The uh, the the Bounce House Alliance. We'll take it. Yes. Uh, Oh, yes. so, uh, Brandon Taylor here can be found on Twitter at CWFH Training. And I can be found on Twitter at SoapboxMark. Use the hashtag ABTVBG. Yeah. Is it BG? BG. Okay. Find right. me on Twitter at Katherine Kelly. Can, I mean, you could. Tweet along. What is it? ABTVBG. BG. Yes, we shortened Lots of letters. Or in the live chat. But today's episode, or I guess, what was it? It was released Sunday after Survivor Series. No episode last week. WTF. Those are three more letters. But tag team episode of Breaking Ground. Overall thoughts of the episode. I don't know. I you were really hot on it, but well, I'm I mean, not I, sure. I, I watched this last night at like two in the morning, so oh. it's pretty recent. <laughs> um, I like I liked how we finally, or I mean, we we kind of know from knowing the the folks down there, mm-hmm. but I like how the public at large got to see what kind of a man Mojo is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I I liked the fact that we got a little bit of the spotlight on the fact that he checks up on kids who go to the live shows and go spotlight, to the tapings. Please. Spot spotlight, please. I was gonna say spotlight on, which you can watch on yeah. AfterBuzz TV. But uh, the having such not just to like him like up with kids, but having the full segment of him talking to him about his grades yeah. and telling it to all the people and then giving him a shirt was just like, what? What? A, not even just like, oh, what a cool guy. What a nice yeah. man. Yeah. And then he's like, say- oh, she is hot. You were right. She's so hot. Like, <laughs> Gay, baby. It was nice that if we're not going to see the same characters every single episode each season or the same people um, focused throughout the entire season, it's kind of nice to have it um, segmented off where we know that this episode was focused um, on tag teams, even though there yeah. were a couple other storylines that we saw um, throughout, we we saw the build of um, how two tag teams got started. Yeah, I, w- I was sort of hoping that this is what the show was going to be, sort of from day one, and it's really started to take that shape. I like the formula of the show because it's got a natural progression and a natural kind of build. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, that feels a little heavy-handed to me at times. It feels like we're we're trying to create something that's dramatic for for this show. Oh, especially so in this episode. episode. It's supposed yeah. to be hard knocks. Like that's what it's supposed to be, and it is dramatic. If you think about it, when you're down there, there really is no 
you aren't able to plan much because you could be on the main roster next weekend or you could be released tomorrow. You don't know. Right, right. Everything is so up in the air. And I think that it's it's on a, on a lot of people individually to um, help create their destiny. But sometimes it is out of your hands regarding, like, in regards to injuries or if your tag partner gets injured, which is something that right. they discuss on today's episode. That was, that was one of the one of the things that Stone Cold said about wrestling is he always wanted to be a, a singles wrestler because if your tag partner got hurt, there was yeah. no money for you to, to make. It's on mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the episode. Two guys that uh, were focused on a lot. Mojo Rowley, who you mentioned, and Zack Ryder. Yeah, I, I liked seeing uh, real Zack Ryder. You know, I, I like <laughs> Mojo and I are two completely different people. <laughs> Him being the I'm anchor an adult, of the two which of those. in our mind, when we saw them paired together, we thought these two perfect. are perfect for each other. <laughs> Gimmick wise, it totally works. But out. even even in the idea of them as a tag team, Ryder just is that anchor, that yeah. anchor point of the guy who brings it all together. Like Mojo's got great energy, but Ryder's the one who can actually make and execute a plan. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important in the dynamic. Mojo's great. He's young. He has no idea what he's doing. He's, he's Ryder is also not not old, but he's got way more experience. He does. He reminds me of the like one of the first. First iterations of Long Island Ice Z, yeah. like the most like di- diluted, per- not diluted, uh, like purified version of that. Take care, spike your hair. I'm going to the club tonight, singing all the Justin Bieber tunes. Even though some of that is him, but th- but he seems like from the writer revolution and his U.S. title run, and since then, how much he's grown as a person and as a performer, being able to bestow that upon Mojo and guide him will help him make a debut that can have a lot more of a long-lasting impact. Well, the guys that have already been on the main roster understand that it is a lifestyle, Mm -hmm. and I think that while there are the majority of people down at NXT understand that as well, there may be a few, and Mojo just might be one of those people that is able to go party and also work very hard as well. <laughs> but for me, if I'm the slightest bit hungover, I am not doing anything. So, so just don't. Do I don't it. understand. I don't ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you it's guys tough. know this. Actually, um, we do. Yeah, <laughs> New York was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like sort of writer where writer was coming from uh, in this. He says, I've, work, I've got a lot invested in this. Yeah. This has to work for me because where I'm going right now now is nowhere. Well, so if you think about it, that's, work. that has been his life for the past decade. And this is, if it doesn't work out, then what is he left to do? If I mean, especially if you don't have a backup plan, you've been wrestling your entire life. What do you do after yeah. that? So he's far more serious than Mojo. Mojo's just getting into mm-hmm. this. And Ryder is kind of at a make-or-break point in his career. He's he's kind of he's very well established, but he's not getting the kind of TV time that he wants. So he's trying to create something and, and something that can go further, that can actually go onto TV. There is something to be said about. Um, I think that once you are in that position for so long, whether it's in wrestling, um, in the entertainment industry, you do tend to either take things more seriously or get down more easily about not having those opportunities. Since Zack Ryder hasn't been um, 
even in the mid card as of recently. Yeah. Um, he's probably a little bit more bummed about his position, whereas Mojo has, you know, ha- had a huge push at NXT, hasn't really experienced the same letdowns that Zach might have had. Right. Mm-hmm. But like you said, Mojo had a huge push, but that didn't really work. Well, he was that... injured a little bit. That was the thing is he got injured right yeah. after his first, like, ascent. But when you hear Adam... Adam uh, Cole. No. Nope. Adam nope. Pierce. Pierce. <laughs> Adam Pierce talk about talk <laughs> about his mindset backstage and his ability to understand what his job is and what his role is in the the overall scheme of things, he doesn't seem to quite grasp that yet. To me, there are a lot of parallels between Mojo's character and ZZ as a person. Yeah. Where they're just so excited to be there that sometimes that takes control and you're not able to necessarily take the feedback and um, roll with that. Right. It's kind of a, a, a mentality of, let me just get my stuff in. Yeah. It's what it sounds I just like. Be, I just want to be me. Which is really hard to give somebody direction who's just themselves. Yeah. Because that's yes. very You personal. have to be mm-hmm. coachable. I mean, right. that's, and that's one of, one of the biggest things down there. And we've learned about that on this show is with the, the training camp, it was you have to be coachable. We have to know that you can be coachable. And here's this opportunity with a dude who's super stoked, some might say hyped, about being in this industry, uh, and and yet the the biggest drawback from him is as much as he is willing to go hard all day every day, is he he can't take a note or two. I loved the juxtaposition of Zack Ryder saying, um, "I take this very seriously, and I've actually this is you know something where I have approached to the coaches. It's nothing that I wouldn't say or I would say behind." Uh, Mojo's back. I've texted this to him. I've told him in person. Um, but I do have some concerns. And then to cut to Mojo in the car with Dana Brooke, and he's like, oh yeah, Zach's my best friend. <laughs> like, yeah. I we just te- love him. I text him every day. <laughs> I think really it's it's an idea. Mojo really likes Ryder, and he, he sort of looks up to him. I think and they I both do like very each much other, of a yeah. Big, a big brother to mm-hmm. him. If anything, they may not be best friends, but they're bros. Yeah, and that's not, and that's not just that's not just a, a joke or a pun. Is is there? It's it's kind of like the thing before. Like and, and another scene in the car we got was with JJ and and Gable. Yeah. Whereas like I think the one thing about all those great tag teams, they were best friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey man, I'm going through some stuff right now. <laughs> Can't we well, just be partners? partners? <laughs> we'll we'll get to uh, Jordan and Gable very soon. So you're not but... able to uh, you're not ready, willing, and able to talk about them right now. <laughs> no. Um. So, one of the things that Mojo and Ryder face, um, which a lot of the other tag teams, none of the other tag teams at NXT have that challenge, is that Zack Ryder is on the main roster and Mojo is down at NXT. So, they don't get, um, what was the, the repetition is what they called it? They called it reps, reps yeah. Reps, yeah. They, they need reps, which I guess is, that's the term now. The terminology. Um, but yeah, it's it's absolutely true. A lot of times Mojo has to go out himself, and it, it doesn't necessarily work so well for him. He needs the rub from Ryder. He, they need that understanding between one another, the connection that creates the tag team where they're both on the same level. Mm-hmm. But space and time being what they are, they can't seem to get in the same place at the same time, and it doesn't create as solid a connection as you would need in order to be a super successful tag team. Yeah, it's a different type of, of team 
Yeah. I wonder the type of toll that that takes on Ryder as well, because while other people on the main roster just have to travel with the main roster, he's also going to these extra shows, whether it be an XT's tour of Texas or the other um, tapings that they do, um, whereas the main roster people usually have that time off. And I, want, I wonder how that works on a contractual level as well. Like, does he lose money? By going to a, a by performing at an NXT event as opposed to a live event, mm-hmm. like right. I, I don't know, like that's I, that's just something that I'm, I'm wondering out loud. Yeah, I, it's got to be difficult to it's, to do that extra travel, but I'm sure it's something that it's he, worthwhile. he enjoys. Yeah, he and must I'm sure enjoy. like he knows the bigger picture of this is something that could potentially mm-hmm. sees the potential. turn into the rest of my career. It is interesting to see apprehension going back down to NXT because we've seen in the past, you know, Tyson Kidd came down, Cesaro came down, Natty came down, and we've had several people who have come down for a shorter amount of time, um, not necessarily someone who is an established character down there while still being on the main roster. He's the only one doing that. He's the only one bouncing between main roster and NXT. And so he's he's in a, a unique place as no one else is doing what he's doing. So I, I sort of want to pick his brain about it if I were given the opportunity. <laughs> Arguably... Eva Marie is down at NXT and doing a similar thing. Do we, do we have a <laughs> Arguably. <laughs> Arguably a similar thing. Um, on a positive note, I'm ready, willing, and Gable to talk about... Are we, ZZ? Are we, are we Gable? My favorite tag team. Um, oh, okay. Sorry, I thought we were going into ZZ yeah. for some reason. Well, ZZ and, and the Gator. Hey, there we go. Which is also a drive time morning. ZZ and the Gator. Yep. Um, Jordan and Gable are two guys that complement each other so well to the point where I remember the first time we saw them was at uh, San Jose, right? No, no, no. Gable wasn't wasn't on that show. It was JJ versus oh, really? Bull. Right. Yes, okay. you're right. Yes. But the first time we saw Jason Jordan without his hair. Mm-hmm. Was then, and I remember thinking, and I don't know if I said this on one of our shows, but I remember thinking, "Wow, that sucks for Jason because he's not going to be memorable anymore." Yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> and I, agree I could with not you. have been yeah. more wrong. No, no, we we talked about it on the show because I was like that that hair was a defining characteristic yeah. of his, and it made him stand out. Now right. he's just some du- another dude with a buzz cut. But now looking back on it, when we saw those flashbacks, he looked like a Cabbage Patch Kid, and now he is so. Like he looked, he looks threatening. Like he looks like a a formidable opponent. (laughs) Now he kind of looks sporty, is how I would define it. Um, But I I liked him. That's the JJ collection. As sort of a a tag team, it works well. He Mm -hmm. lost some some character that he had, so he had to gain it back through Gable. Um, but I, I liked him, his look better with the hair and the whole package. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of the general feeling about him backstage. Look at this guy. Mm-hmm. Look at him. He's the total package. He's handsome. Yeah. He speaks well. Well, one got... of the things that Matt Bloom said tonight or in the episode was that when you looked at him before, he didn't look that threatening. Like something just didn't add up. Right. It so, was it was a lack of confidence mm-hmm. in in the way he spoke. He didn't believe it. it yeah. Lack of believability, I think were their exact words. And it's true. I don't think he knew how to assert himself. I don't He's, think he believed anything he said. Right. I mean it's it, right, 
um, Olympic style wrestling is different than professional wrestling. Uh, Jason Jordan didn't do Olympic. Well, he did collegiate, yeah, right? But amateur a- wrestling, amateur, yeah. right? Greco-Roman right. style. But that that style of wrestling is is different, and you know what you have to do when you're in that space. But transferring over to professional wrestling, you lose a lot of the competitive edge. So you don't, you're not able to speak from a place of confidence. And and also, we learned that he was in wrestling for such. Is such a long time that maybe he maybe he never had a chance to be the goofball, like like yeah. it looks like Gable had a chance to really come to terms with himself in that sort of a regard. Did uh, I did really like the like we earlier in the series we did see like the roundtable of the morning meetings. I still like seeing that and and hearing just the the blunt. Here's what's up with this guy. If something doesn't happen. We're we're changing it ourselves, one way or another. I, I I like that a lot. It helped establish JJ's through line for at least this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they definitely seem like a natural pairing as far as amateur wrestling goes. I mean, they were almost cut from the same cloth. Uh, JJ's been wrestling since seven years old, and Gail's been wrestling since five. That's you. Ha- that's an upbringing. Mm-hmm. That's something that both of you have in common from such a young age. And it shows in their style in the ring as yeah. well. Absolutely. And also knowing that they, they mentioned it while they were playing basketball, like <laughs> you know, which was a great little bit. And it reminded me of the Mr. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. like, Gable, stop. You're, you're, per- <laughs> you're literally perfect. Perfect. And and Joe can't even do something like that. I bet. Uh, but uh, we we learned that both of them just knowing that each other has that upbringing made them a lot easier to sort of meld together because yeah. it was just hey we're we're kind of the same person. They were they were almost I don't want to say they were raised the same, but mm-hmm. they were in that for so long mm-hmm. that they have such a, a root connection yeah. to that sport and to each other through the sport. And I'm sure they know a lot of the same people. Yeah. It's a small world. Hearing Jason Jordan's background of one of the reasons why he wants to succeed being that two of his brothers, his brothers are incarcerated. Um, One for life. Yeah, that just made me feel for him so much as well. It speaks to his character. Mm -hmm. I think he feels a lot of times that everything is on him. Everything's on the line. So he's very serious and he's very careful about everything he does. But he also seems very positive. Right. Well, I mean, you kind of have to be. Given the situation, yeah. I don't think you kind of have to be. I think that there are a lot of people who would have that happen to them or if a family member is in that situation, they would get very negative and angry. Mm -hmm. Well, to go the other direction. If to become negative is to become like them, he wants to go the other mm-hmm. direction, which means he has to stay as positive as possible. Yeah. He's the representation of his of his family and his siblings. He's the other side of that coin. So he's the good child, which means he's got to go in the complete other direction, which is staying positive. And so to be successful, he also has to be very serious about what he's doing. So he's overthinking a lot of things, and I... I just need think he needs somebody to help him loosen up a little bit Which and that's is, exactly what gable's doing yeah. um they mention gable's ankle injury during this episode and that becomes um one of the the hardships that they have to overcome and it seemed like jason was almost more upset about the ankle injury than gable was because of what it means for his future Right. When you're when you're tied to somebody and, and they get hurt, that can be a make or break for you and it has nothing to do with you. 
it's it's a difficult situation because you have no control over the situation yourself because it's all entirely on the other person. What what is he going to do? Ice his ankle for him? There's nothing he could possibly do. So Gable's just got to take care of it himself. But just listening to to the the description of the ankle injury, very very minor. Yeah. <laughs> no, it seems very minor of a as well. sprained ankle. Yeah, <laughs> right. And well, you know, I heard give you something. something. Still a little over dramatic. And I'm sure Sometimes. they were like, goes, goes to the doctor, goes to the mm-hmm. doctor. And I'm sure, like any athlete, would have gone. It's not that bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little. literally walking on it and not having a problem. <laughs> it was very smart, though, of when. Uh, Jason Jordan mentioned, remember, it's the bigger picture. So if we have to sit out a couple weeks, I'd rather do that than risk you furthering or further hurting yourself. Right. You have to be your best. And really quickly, randomly, as a little bit of a side, if they did have to pull out of the tournament, who would you want to see in their place? Because they got to the, they were up until the very end. Yeah. Uh, I would rather I would like to see a main a main roster team kind of in that spot, to just to fill that fill the gap because I I don't think there was enough uh, enough main roster uh, influence influence yeah. in, in in the thing as a whole and I would have liked to see at least one little catch maybe primetime players come down because Tyus has already worked down there before mm-hmm. bring in Darren Young and now that you have them insert and it's kind of a draw so I would I would like yeah. to see that just, just a random aside yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, because I don't think at that time both the Usos were... Um, no. no, they weren't both healthy. Yeah. Let's talk about ZZ. We have seen him on Breaking Ground before, and in prior episodes there was a lot of um, tension between both ZZ and Josh from Tough Enough. We've seen ZZ struggle before with training and it seemed like nothing was really different in this episode. He talked about his groupie bus and how he bought it because one day he's going to have groupies come to it. Because he's 19. Um, <laughs> he's he, thinking I like mean, a he did mention, he said, they say age is just a number and that it doesn't matter, but it does. It's It's not about age, it's about emotional age. Yeah. I don't think he's had a chance to... To really mature as a as a person on his own. Well, that's he even mentioned that it's it in his town where he grew up. It was takes a village to raise a child, and everyone kind of looked after him. Whereas I think if you have the more independent upbringing, you're able to take care of yourself, and um, that might work better in an environment like NXT. Right. Feel the crushing weight of reality as you grow up, so you don't. <laughs> Uh, there is that. I uh, <laughs> sp- speaking. As Wonder if he knows how to do laundry. <laughs> He's been living with his parents. I don't even know. He lives on a bus. He doesn't wear clothes. <laughs> yeah, he said it himself. He doesn't wear clothes. I was surprised he was wearing underwear in that They're one shot. Like, they told him. Him to put it on. <laughs> I'm sure. Remember, we're shooting this morning. Up, oh, give me one second. Oh, one second. Give me a second. We <laughs> talked. Uh, we can mention this, yes. but when we were doing interviews for Tough Enough, uh, one of the producers from Tough Enough was joking that they had to teach ZZ to wear underwear 
Yep. Through the course of the season. Yep. That, that, that was one of the more difficult aspects of filming the show. <laughs> that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why we can't show this? Uh, I I will say, speaking. Well, I mean, I'm sure sure you can too. Uh, being uh, at one point in our lives, bigger dudes and trying to slim down, mm-hmm. or at least in trying to take on a sport. Like I played. Uh, when I did volleyball back in the day, I was the I was one of the taller people, one of the tallest people, one of the heaviest people on the team. But I was the first person in front of our of our laps. I was I was because I wanted to prove myself. There, t- what I'm trying well, to you say got is that, that stride. Yeah. There is that, <laughs> but there t- it takes a resolve to no matter how how tired you are. And I know how I know how taxing it can be uh, trying to get into ring shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can't stop. If I this is something you want, you got to do it. They right. would appreciate coaches would appreciate that much more if you worked yourself to the point where you're literally throwing up because mm-hmm. you're so tired. Your body is just rejecting everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas, um, or as opposed to someone that just quits five minutes before that happens. Right. Yeah. You can't you can't walk out. You can never. Don't stop what you're doing. And I don't I don't think Zizi's had had the upbringing or experience to know how to push through that sort of physical limitation. Mm-hmm. So that's something that they're going to have to teach him from the ground up. And that is one of the most difficult things to to teach somebody is how to be an, an athlete and how to push yourself further. And it's also building a tolerance to that. Like, you, you can't just run the ropes for 50 minutes straight overnight. Like Absolutely. That's, you have to even marathons like you can't just go out oh, there and run train. a marathon yeah, tomorrow yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to train and it's you know if you can't run at all if you've never run you have to do two miles then three miles then five miles like you build up that yeah until you, you got to do that, that couch yeah. to 5k but do you think they would be willing to spend that time but isn't that what tough enough was supposed to be that's what tough enough was supposed to be but for whatever reason they saw something in him they wanted to bring him in and i think now it's just kind of the question of um whether he's willing to put in the work right i, I think it's more of a question from a from a production standpoint of did they bring him in because they see him as a wrestler or did they bring him in because hey we're doing this reality show called Breaking Ground and he would be great on it mm-hmm. he would be a great character study on that it's, that's that's what I'm looking at it, at it as to me it seems like I get angry when I see that because I know that there are so many indie wrestlers who would just exert themselves that much more in yeah. that situation yeah, yeah. A couple of them. and It's frustrating because we've also seen, like, Josh, who is the opposite. We saw who he was when he came into Tough Enough and the changes that he made in his body, in training. He's taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. But the focus is on the television show. It's no longer on Josh. It's on ZZ. And I I think ZZ is, is getting a reaction that they like to see. And it could it could be for the story. It could be for the reaction. There's there's a lot of different reasons why they could be focusing on him. Personally, I think there's there's an upside to him. He's very young, mm-hmm. and because he's young, you can coach him for as long as you feel that he's progressing. And at that time, he'll be 
he'll be ready, but he'll still be young. I also don't think that anyone who makes an excuse for themselves, like, oh, well, it's my age, or oh, it's my upbringing. No, you can't make excuses in that situation, because there have been people before you who were 19 who were signed to the company. Yeah, it's it's hard to, to teach somebody how to just stop thinking. Just stop questioning everything. Stop it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, I've had multiple people in... In training, they they think too much. Well, I, I can't do this. Well, why can't you do that? Because of this. Okay. Well, stop thinking like that, and you'll actually be able to do it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a mindset more than anything. Wrestling is far more cerebral than it is physical. Your mind tells your body what to do. If you're able to to focus your mind hard enough, you can overcome almost any physical limitation and that's where he is having the most difficulty it is cerebral and i don't think he's as confident now after after this episode and series of events that occurred i don't think he's as confident now in in his ability to stay down there so i think what the what will what will be the marker for where he goes from here is i mean definitely what happens next but how brookside uh moves forward with him because mm-hmm. yeah. you don't want to give him special treatment well I mean sometimes one on one is yeah is... but if it's if it's a private session as opposed to special treatment but that is also no. something that I think uh, the talent down there can request like hey you know is the ring open at this time I would like to work with someone and then they not necessarily ask a coach if a coach is available you can ask them but if another more experienced wrestler is available and they're your friends you can ask them as well for whatever reason ZZ is one of the people that we haven't seen interact with others I'm not there. sure I'm not sure why I'm not sure why that is but I I can say that every time I see ZZ well, Dempsey is usually somewhere in That's the That's what I was going to say. We have a bullfit opportunity here. Yeah. And and as I I really wish that we could, we get one of these these profile episodes on Bull for this transition to this new Bullfit character. Mm-hmm. Even though it takes place after I mean actually no. It it moves around seemingly cuz yeah. cuz I mean we saw in the the sizzle at the beginning of the season It did start taping after he had already debuted After Bullfit, he did though. the bullfit. Right. Yeah. yeah. But we we could it could still go back. Um, I mean it's it's a very similar story to Tyler Breeze's Bull Dempsey's where he had a character, it wasn't working. They told him that he had to change it up and he found something that worked mm-hmm. and thankfully he did because he's a very hard worker. He's liked by everyone. And, yep. and and here's a guy who's coming and here's one of the reasons why I, I I liked Bull in the first place is here's a guy who's who's physically bigger than everybody else, who can move, he can flip and go. Right. Uh and what better what better of a person to really guide ZZ through something like that than a guy who's so similar? Right. You don't have to be uh really cut up and, and like and ZZ's uh, not like built a that body way. Builder. No, ZZ's right, not ZZ's built that not way. built that way. So who better to to sort of bring him under his wing than a guy who has a similar physical build, mm-hmm. who can teach him how to be a big man like that? This isn't something that was mentioned on the episode, but uh, I don't know if you saw the reports. ZZ was injured. He was. Um, I don't know how. Weeks. I think yeah, it was a smaller injury. Six, like weeks. six weeks. I'm not really sure the, what it was. At the very kind of most. At the very most, injury. six weeks. Like that's but the when you're first starting out, that is it's, a huge step backwards. I mean, it was no Cal Bishop, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you it, just like Cal Bishop 
showed in this episode, you have to just keep going. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're injured. Be there. Keep learning. Don't stop going, for the love of God. You're going to absolutely stop your forward progression if you stop going. Sometimes just taking a seat and watching mm-hmm. and learning and trying learn to so understand, much. that's where you uh, can start to progress even further. He wasn't on the episode, but Sami Zayn, who has been, even though he's sitting out, he's still helping with promo class. He's still learning, even though he is the tops when it comes to talent. Right. It's uh, about hunger. Yeah, and and hungry. we've spoken about it before, I think even on the first episode of this very podcast, uh, where Kathy and I just being at the Hollywood Training Center mm. is so enlightening and ta- I mean, taking part in practice and, and training in that way is it helps you see the craft a lot differently. Yeah. I mean, we we had Rocky Romero in last night, and it was it was a nice group of us because it was kind of the guys who were a little bit more established, mm-hmm. and uh, we ended up just doing a lot of talking. Yeah. Some some very very good wrestling we learned quite a bit, uh, but a lot of talking about how things should work. Mm-hmm. You know, are, are you having trouble with getting your character down, trying to get this across to the audience, and a lot of just breaking that down because that's. You can learn a move, but if you don't know how to use it, what good is it? Yeah. Learning the psychology of everything. Right. Because that is such a huge part mm-hmm. of wrestling. Yeah. I was I was working with some, some younger guys this week, and I started to get into psychology, and then I just went, oh my god, I I understand it now. <laughs> I see it all. Like, okay, all right. <laughs> be, be cool. <laughs> um, let's talk about Cal Bishop, because... It's going for a transition. Yeah. We yes, it worked. It was a little bit of a gap, but it worked. <laughs> um, we heard his story. He was scouted out of college, and he became very passionate about um, the WWE. Favorite of a lot of coaches, but was held back because of not one but two injuries. Yeah, it's something that you don't have control over. It's it's such a small thing. And dislocating your shoulder, all it takes is the right amount of pressure at the right angle, and you can pop mm. your shoulder right out of its socket. I I watched it happen not even that long ago. Oh. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, to two people, come to think of it. So it's it's a common injury, but there's sort of like the Common right, injury in wrestling. In wrestling, <laughs> yes. There's a, there's a good way and a bad way to dislocate your shoulder, and I have a sneaking suspicion because he needed surgery, he dislocated it in the worst way. And I think he tore a bunch of stuff, and they had to go in and, and tie it all back together. Hmm. And that's that's a long recovery process. Mm-hmm. And it's <laughs> injuring your shoulder like that, there's absolutely no certainty that your shoulder can hold up and that you can actually keep this from happening in the future if it happens once there's a a ridiculous percent chance of it happening again so it's a real concern and that's something that the coaches were concerned about is if you are prone to injuries it's harder to work you into the system because they're worried that not only are you going to injure yourself again but you have the potential to injure another wrestler while you're in the ring with them. You never know when that arm could give way. Mm-hmm. It might be something. Com- I mean, and that's and that's nobody's fault. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's a whole bunch of rest- most of wrestling injuries are. That's nobody's fault. This is a freak accident. But and not any sort of a dictation on how safe anybody can. I be. I think it's just hard for a lot of people, um, even myself, to fully comprehend that. Of 
you just injured yourself so you don't have a career anymore because that is something that we understand like I understand that in the terms of um, you know the NFL or uh, baseball or basketball or whatever it is but with wrestling it's it's different because it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not able to wrestle. It's just that it's more of a liability. Like Corey Graves? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's that's a little bit different. Not really. Not, it's it's well, still something... He's prone to concussions, right. but he still he is could. able to wrestle. Basically. Right. I mean, you you can wrestle. That's, um, that's what I, I mean. Which from I, the aspect of hurting somebody else because it, you get yeah. that If he wasn't injury. in the... WWE, he could wrestle elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's. I think that's how how people look at their careers. You can have a career-ending injury, but if wrestling is your career, you don't simply have to be talent. Mm-hmm. You can apply yourself mm-hmm. in any number of areas and continue to have a career in wrestling. But then why do guys like Daniel Bryan, who have been injured multiple times, who are cleared, but WWE doesn't want to necessarily use them because of the liability that they could get injured again, why would someone like that want to continue wrestling? Like, it's his entire life. It's his, like, that's his passion. So you can't just say, like, oh, you can use yourself in other areas. Like, you can be a commentator. You can teach. Because that's his goal. Like, that's what he's worked for his entire life. I mean, it's it's up to everyone. It's how everyone looks at everything differently. Um, that didn't really make sense. But well, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I don't think there was a question, though. <laughs> I, it wasn't a question. It was more of a statement. It was... You know, if I was told that I wasn't able to host because I had a vocal cord injury that, like, maybe maybe in five years, if I continued to do it, I wouldn't be able to talk the rest of my life. That would be so heartbreaking to me, and I would probably still continue to do it anyways. Even just on a short-term basis, anytime I start to feel my voice get raspy, kind of like how I've been today... Because I've been I've been doing so many shows, how great! Uh, it's it's just like oh, but then but I might have to take a break. I might have to stop. Yeah, it's not it's not I'm great. Just, I've never thought of that, and I don't think Daniel Bryan thinks of it that way either. I'm sure he's staying very very busy, but it's it's the company's policy that they don't particularly want to use him in that way at this point. He said in interviews that he wants to wrestle. Yes, and I've I've heard a lot of. A lot of uh, low rumblings about waves that he could be potentially making, um, but that's it's it's up to him. It's, yeah. it's his journey. If if they don't think that he's ready to be in the ring, then he he can go somewhere. We else. went on a very long time. Yeah, yeah, we went, but that's, we went that's way but over here. In, in the similar way, we we learn so much about Cal Bishop and what he's what he's had himself do in order to maintain this dream like when he had his the when he was talking about christmas it's like hey you guys come are you coming down it's like no i i stayed in my room i didn't do anything on yeah. christmas i spent christmas alone and they and i mean they cut it but you saw the the tears were in there so passionate and, he, about and it. and that's what made it so like we and i remember we've we've talked about Cal bishop on on the NXT after show before and when he like got let go it was, it was really like Oh, that sucks. He was he he looked really promising. So uh, there's there's always a hope that that there could be more. Like he may get some reconstruction done. Who knows? But it it's sad when we know the ending of the stories that they're telling. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the ending. 
It's the ending of a chapter. chapter. Definitely a chapter because he's I'm, still super young. I don't know what Cal what Cal's up to these days. I'm I'm curious now to know after after of course Whether seeing he's him still here pursuing wrestling. Right, or... he's he was tremendously passionate about it, and I think he could take the information that he has learned in NXT and apply it in 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 wrestling uh, back in his his home. Uh, home state or wherever he's living now if he chooses to do that or if he wants to wrestle and make a bigger name for himself um, in other places I think the because of where he was opportunities for him are greater than they would be for anybody else and how much time he spent on the other side of it right like not just the physical but on all of the promo work what he has such an opportunity to help so many people yeah and I would I would love to see him pop up somewhere somewhere here or just somewhere in general Anything else you guys want to mention from the episode? I think we covered pretty much all our bases. Yeah. We, I think, yeah. in terms of this episode, I think we did. But I wanted to mention uh, we do have a contest going on before yes. the end of the yes, before the end of the season. Uh, we're trying to get twenty reviews on our iTunes page. So if you go to iTunes, you look up WWE Breaking Ground or AfterBuzz Breaking Ground, we should be the first, if not the only, uh, result. If you're enjoying the show so far, if you're watching on YouTube, we, we have an iTunes presence, so just leave us a rating as well as a comment. If we get up to 20 uh, commented reviews, then we're going to give away something from the NX Team store, like possibly this Solomon Krang shirt, which now is dated <laughs> and more on more on that on the NXT after show. It's a collector's item. It's a collector's it item because who knows when we'll be pulled for copyright infringement. But uh, <laughs> probably not anymore. Pro- well, I've got like three things on here that probably should have been flagged. But uh, uh, help us out because it helps us improve the show as well. Uh, we already know that a season two is in production, so we're going to keep the show going. This is this is one of my new favorite shows. I mean, next to NXT, of course, to do because we get to talk about the other side so candidly. We get to go so full force. And- on because it's our favorite panel it's of definitely, people. It's definitely our favorite panel of people. But because we're, talking, panel. because we're talking about the back end, we get to go full story on NXT yeah. and not necessarily like Don't have word vomit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right. it's great. Yeah. I haven't been able to talk a lot uh, well recently, and, and this is helping. So, yes, go to iTunes, Breaking Ground, leave us a rating and a comment and a review. And you could be the proud owner of a Solomon Crane t shirt or another fantastical item from the nxteam.spreadshirt.com store. Ah. So, until the next episode of Breaking Ground where can they find you guys? Uh, they can find me at CWFH Training on Twitter. Uh, NXteam.spreadshirt.com is the t-shirt store. It is. If you want to learn how to wrestle, send a text message or call 818-381-2563. And as I mentioned before, uh, the NXteam.spreadshirt.com store, we're having a bit of a sale this weekend. Uh, no particular reason in general, but we figure if people are spending money... Holidays. Uh, sure. Black Friday? I don't know what that is. Cyber that sounds racist. Monday? But if you go to yes. NXteam.spreadshirt.com, all of the prices are mysteriously a lot a lot cheaper. That's so weird. Shirts are 15 bucks now. Yeah, no, it's great. So if you want to ha- support us with a gimmick shirt, uh, we are NXT, I'm a Solomon Krang. Uh, I'm a Kathy Kelly guy. Uh, Hobo, Smart. Somebody actually bought the, the Enzo Smart shirt recently. Nice. Uh, he missed that on like two days. But, uh, yeah, help us out. Help yourself. NXTeam.spreadshirt.com. And follow me on Twitter at SoapboxMark. A lot of fun stuff happening at the networks recently. Get caught up. Kathy Kelly. You can find me on Twitter at Katherine Kelly, on Instagram at Kathy Kelly, and here doing a bunch of other shows. So check them out, and we will see you again next week for another episode of Breaking Ground.
from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.